welcome to episode nine of Pedal Pushers. Episode nine. Yes, the rise of the questions. The rise of the questions. We had a spirited conversation about Rise of Skywalker off air. Yes, we did. No one wants to hear that podcast. No, I feel like I've I've learned my lesson trying to talk pop culture. Yeah, on, on, on dipped in tone and stuff, and people yeah. get annoyed. <laughs> Don't yeah. talk about that. I think that there's there's I always find it funny when. A lot of podcasts think that they're zany by talking about everything else but the topic. Like that's a, like oh, it's so annoying. And I see that on certain stuff, and I'm like, I'm like, I, I it happens. Like yeah. we'll drift into stuff, but to advertise like that's the main thing is a little bit strange to me. Just like talking about everything. Or? Yeah, oh, like yeah. like oh yeah, we, like if I listen to a basketball podcast and they. And then, oh, we ended up talking about, you know, Ant-Man flying <laughs> Thanos' ass. What? You don't, you don't know that meme? No. Oh, my God. I couldn't even, I was laughing already. I was trying to say it. You don't, please tell me you know this meme. No. Someone said they could, the, the Avengers movies, Infinity War and Endgame would have ended easily if Ant-Man would have shrunk down. And flown inside Thanos? <laughs> and, yeah, and then, and then embiggened. No, there's no way. Thanos... I uh, see. Like, it doesn't right, we'll, work. Let's stop. It doesn't right work. There. Let's stop right there. He had the Infinity Gauntlet. I, I'm just saying. I gotta open my can. I'm dying. Here you go. I already opened my can earlier. So we are not gonna be a random pop culture podcast. Is that what you're saying? What if we got a question that was specific about pop culture from somebody? Save it till the end. Okay. No one did that. So okay. we're okay. We're okay. So this is gonna be a, a Q and A style. Yeah episode usually you know when the the hosts are out of ideas to talk about when it's a full q a episode well we've been uh it's been busy we've been working because we just shipped a new pedal this week oh yeah so, so there's a brand new pedal that'll be available in a couple weeks that's right and we shipped out the first uh first batch of this week so you and i actually had work to do yeah i've got yeah. a uh, I need to take some more pictures. You do. I take some teasy. We saved one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Teasy. Well, there was one that one of the screws in the back would not go into. So there you go. So that one's mine. <laughs> I thought it was that other than the prototype. Yeah. Okay. Because we swapped it. Okay. So the the one that I made for myself is now is now in there in a box for somebody. Wow. And no one will ever know. Nope. Because wow. it, like it just sat around the shop, so it wasn't all scuffed up or anything. That's fun. I like that. Uh, all right. So it's a Q and A episode. I've got all kinds of questions here. I'm going to just start asking them and see how it goes. You got all the cues. I got the cues. All right. First question's up. Um, let's see here. Best first guitar pedal to get. Uh, so I'm assuming this. the question is, I'm going I'm to create my own context for this. Uh-huh. This person's uh, uh, starting out and needs to buy their very first pedal. Yes. You don't know anything about this person. Mm-hmm. You know anything about the rig they're going for, what kind of music they like, what guitar amp they already have. You know nothing. What are you picking? What's the first? Like you, you can pick. You don't have to pick a specific pedal, but maybe like a the like. What are you getting first? Um, or if you want to pick a specific one, because I, I got an answer. I mean, if it were me, and not knowing, like not knowing what kind of amp that a person yes. has, that's a hard thing. I would just yeah. get a good overdrive, uh, to start out. Because yeah. I mean, if you have an amp that has some gain to it, I yes. would say a delay. Yes, but if you know, your amp is kind of like a one-trick pony or can't cover that much ground, or the gain channel sucks, good good overdrive pedal is kind of hard to beat, like, starting out. Yeah. So that's what I would get. And Something would like you... a Mjolnir. Oh! <laughs> pedal pushers. The revenge. That's right. See, I was going to say, you know, thinking about it, it's, it is hard because you don't know what... 
this person has. Yeah. So I think an overdrive is pretty hard to beat. Yeah. When it comes to that. So I would agree with you. My other answer would probably be delay or reverb. Um, yeah. I feel like most amps are going to have reverb. But I think most amps are going to have reverb. But. Um, and, I, and I think. Oh, okay. That reverb is in the beginning of your playing career. Bad. It's not bad. Oh. But it's one of those things that will definitely mask your playing so that you rely on it to hide. Okay. Um, cause I know for me, the less I, the more I grew as a guitar player, the, the less, less reverb you wanted. Yeah. Because I was like, Oh, I, it's, this is making me crutch. sloppy. Well, yeah. crutch. Yeah. It's a good, I mean, obviously it's a, a very popular effect. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it has been for forever, <laughs> yes. but, um, I would not get that first. And I think that's the, that the, the route, I mean, it, it, it 100% depends on what kind of music you want to play. Of course. Um, With but, no context, I think an overdrive is the way to go. Yeah. What was your first pedal? Very first pedal that I ever got. Yeah, ever. Bought with my own money. Oh, man. I'm trying to remember. Because uh, early on, I was playing. I had my, my Strat, and I played a like a like a pod. Oh, and yeah. then I got a Flextone, too, and those had built-in effects. Oh, yeah. So it was a while before I got one. I'm pretty sure it's when I finally got my Carmen, and then I needed to get an overdrive. Uh-huh. So I got an AC booster, mm. and then crazy. but I bought an AC booster and a Digitech digital delay the same day, right? Because I wanted both. So I mm. kind of which the Carmen does not have a reverb on it, no, and or anything yeah. like that. So those are the first two pedals that I bought. Yeah, ever. I had a Smashbox, I've been in Smashbox, which was like the, um, the West Borland tone mm. <laughs> in, a, in a box. Okay, but I think my first pedal was a Wah. Was this a normal, yeah, Crybaby Wah? Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, because I wanted to play like White Room and stuff. There you go. And all your Hammett stuff, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I didn't know I about didn't that. A, I didn't grab a pen so I could cross off these questions that I've already asked you. Hold the paper. Oh, okay. I'll try that. All right, all right, all right. Let's go here. Ooh, this is a good question, right? Because I, I, I think this is an interesting one because we can go in a lot of different directions with this. What do you think of current PRS prices? A few years ago, a used core DGT was $1,500. Yeah. So, you know, maybe not even specific to PRS. It feels like all used prices are, you know, way higher than yeah. they used to be. Right? 100%. So what's the what's going on there, Zach? Uh, inflation. Whoa! <laughs> uh, Eggs, $7. Yeah, for, I mean, for, like, people got to get paid to make this stuff. Yeah. Everything goes up. And, and so then the used stuff also goes up. Yeah, it's yeah. like... When when I bought my first custom shop, Les Paul, yeah, it was new, but it was like a few years old, and it was at Sam Ash, mm-hmm. and I paid twenty four hundred dollars for it. And like, if I had just kept it, I could have sold it for like four grand easy, yeah. just because that's just what the market's at now. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I I have yeah. recently been you know, doing some shopping. Because I always want to buy stuff. Everybody's tired of hearing me talk about what I'm going to buy. Yeah. So I haven't sold anything. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Zach. Every day you got to hear about something. But I was like looking at prices for like 335 style guitars and other semi hollow stuff because that's yeah. kind of what I'm into because my special. And trying to find a uh, the pri- a good price on a any like American made semi hollow hollow body guitar. They're all insane prices now. Oh yeah, they're minimum probably three. Yeah, so. and then some of the other higher end ones, it's you can get up to like eight grand. Yeah, well, and you know, I think with PRS too, PRS has become only more and more popular, 
And I feel so, like there's a bit of really a nice resurgence for them. Yeah, and, and and I think that's a huge part of it too. You know, if 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 DGTs are never in stock new, never, and they're priced at like forty five hundred or I mean, yeah, I think well, four grand for a non ten top. Yeah, so just yeah. a normal core model. Yeah. So I mean, like, of course, uh, the disparity between that and then a used one of the same. Yeah. Ilk. Like if sure. it, if a new one was four grand and a used one was fifteen hundred, that wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. Unless it was broken. Yeah. Or something. But But yeah, those are the prices. I remember when yeah. I was shopping for a DGT standard when those came out ten years ago and they retailed for like twenty two ninety nine. Yeah. And just prices for everything have gone way, way up. Mm -hmm. That's but just how it is. That's just yeah, that's the way the economy works, unfortunately. Yeah. So you know, it was a very, there's still, I think, some really, really good deals out there if you want to look for a used PRS. Yeah. Because I think that's an underrated place to go because a lot of PRS fans just want to buy new PRSs mm -hmm. versus some of the other brands where, you know, vintage is king and there's a lot of different stuff where you could find McCarty's and single cuts from the 2000s that are, the prices are still good, but they're starting to get, which I think this uh, question was basically uh, referring to, is they're starting to not be. Yeah. All of them are starting to go up. I mean, everything's yeah, everything's kind of nutty. But everything's I, I, nutty. I don't know if any, like, I'm trying to think of any guitar, like, used guitar that would exist, as, like, new as a pretty expensive piece that's affordable. And I, I can't really think of anything, you know. Like, what, what are the deals for used gear now? Yeah. Like, as I, I bet even a Mexican standard Strat yeah. from, like, the late nineties, early two thousands is probably four or five hundred bucks. Well, you know what's funny? I was looking at those yesterday. Yeah, because my very first guitar, which I referred to earlier, was a two thousand. Yeah, and they're like five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. But but I mean, you know, uh, just a handful of years ago, you could get a stand a, a USA an American Standard mm -hmm. for like six hundred bucks used. Yeah, gone are those days. So yeah. it's just you know. And also part of the reason why this has happened is because it's easy to like actually list your stuff and find it and oh, people yeah. can see what the market actually is versus, you know, years ago where the used stuff was at your guitar, local guitar store yeah, or you're trolling. I mean, depending on how old you are, gear page or newspaper, you know, <laughs> the newspaper. <laughs> how did you sell anything before that? You list, just uh, garage sales. You'd have like garage yeah. sale. You'd have like uh swap meets. Yeah. Uh, you'd have like the peddler or like the local yeah. like yeah. sales paper. Wow. You know? Yeah. All those things used to happen. Now, mm. just reverb, just driving up prices. And Josh Scott. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. All right. Here we go. Let's go. Next one. How about just what? Nice, easy question here. Give us some chorus info. Chorus info? Yeah. Give us some chorus info. Uh, it's dedicated got... listeners to the show. They should get some exciting tidbits that uh, other people don't have. <laughs> you can't flip those. I said tidbits. I know, but I was going to flip it, and then I was like, wait a minute. Bid, bid, wait. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, maybe not. Um, It's going to have a 3207 Bucket Brigade chip Ooh. and a 3102 clock. So it's Ooh. it's CE2 inspired. Yes, which I um, think is uh, fairly obvious. Yeah. We, I mean, we posted a little sneak peek photo. Yeah, a lot of people thought it was a Univibe. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's a blue two knob thing that says chorus vibrato on the switch. <laughs> so I don't know. And they um, know the Univibe is coming as well. So I mean, a Univibe says chorus vibrato. Yeah, come on, Bob. Uh, come on. 
But um, yeah. Info, info. Um, when are we when are we shooting for this thing, man? I don't. Well, into the summer, right? Yeah, I think so. Because we want to get this like you know every time. Oh, we get close to it. You and I are like, this is it, and then we find something else we want to tweak. <laughs> well, that so that happened. Yeah, that so, happened. We were fighting a tick, which is very common in these course circuits because yes. they um it depending on where your jacks are how your wires are yeah. routed how your traces are routed um signal will from the clock which sets how fast the rate is um can like bleed and we were having that and it was it it wasn't that bad but it was enough to bother me yeah there's so, always that moment where you're like, is, is this actually a problem? Yeah. Could we live with this? And we're like, no, we can't. We can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we fixed that. And then in doing so, we were trying to add some more flexibility because it will have a chorus vibrato switch. But the vibrato mode, we wanted it to not be... Because like, if you've ever played you know, like um, the Waterfall or anybody from Jam or, or the people that yeah. have like those CE2s with that mod... It's real like like it's 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 like you're just shaking your guitar sound or something. Yes. And so we wanted to tweak that, but we the the part that we added to tweak was actually the part for the rate. Oh no. And um when I started messing with it, that thing was fast. It, <laughs> it basically turned into a ring mod. It sounded kind of cool. It was kind of cool. Like you sounded all right and McKinley sounded awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely something that we looked at each other and like, let's save that for something else. <laughs> I did I did like it though. Yeah. So we're gonna we're doing another revision and hopefully That's the one. That's it. We've said we, that a couple times now, but right. this is why these things people always talk about why does it take so uh, long? It's because it's always something and you gotta test it. You gotta, you know, you gotta abuse the thing and yeah. see what happens because you know, you know, you yeah. know. I need a <laughs> We're yep. gonna try. We're, We're gonna, gonna try to not say you know so much. God, I'm but so sorry out there. The, the 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 tick is gone. We've yes. solved that. Good. I hope that Ooh. I've solved the vibrato depth, and the thing that fixed the tick. Yes. Is adjusting the buffer because there's an input buffer on this circuit. Uh, every CE2 has an input buffer, but we made it actually have buffered bypass, which is, I don't know, like. At first, I thought, eh, should we not do that? But then after I thought about it, it's like, who cares? It's buffered bypass is good. It makes your signal stronger. Um, and where it'll fall in your chain will be after most gain pedals, unless you are you like to run it before or before a fuzz, which I doubt most people would run a chorus before a fuzz. I've never heard of that. I don't know. Um, but if, you know, we have a buffer, it's not going to hopefully be a detriment to any of your gain. So we went ahead and did that, but in doing that, actually the noise floor went it's non-existent. Yeah, it's almost dead quiet. Super cool. Yeah, because we turned it on. And I was like, listen, mm -hmm. and it there's there wasn't that. There's a little bit of a, but it's not as yeah. Some my vintage CE2 is like, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so there's your chorus info. That's that was later, way more, that later, was way more than I should have. Done. I think it's great. Later this summer. Everyone yes. knows it's coming. Yeah. We're going there. All right. So we got our good buddy, Mark Hopkins, uh -huh. asked this question. And I think this is a great one for you. Okay. Because you're Mr. Mythos. Uh -huh. Signal chain myths. You just talked oh. about that you don't want to run this course in front, you know. Well. So what are what are the like what are the classic myths that you think are are, are either either a bunk or true? I think 
the majority of the time, uh-huh. your, your signal path is whatever you want it to be. Because we got a, quite a few questions about this. People are very interested in signal path. And, and, and I get emails about it. And this is something that people, because of, th- there have been standards set based around pedal boards and pedal order. Yes. Um, this started when people started seeing celebrity guitar rigs. You see yep. all these things. And uh, and it would cause controversy. Controversy? Uh, controversy. Controversy. Because I feel like Mike McCready puts his wah near the end of his signal path. Yeah. Whereas most people put it in the, the front. The very beginning, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the thing that I've learned is who cares? Experiment <laughs> and find the thing that works for you because one of the reasons why I actually like using a Univibe in front of gain pedals is because our guitar heroes didn't have a gain pedal. They might have had a fuzz pedal. But if they were running a Univibe, they were running it into their amp. Their amp. And so I like the way it sounds hitting a, a dirty sound, whereas a lot of people run it after those things. Yes. So the only things that are hard and true that I think you have to, to be cognizant of mm-hmm. are buffer interaction. Yep. Golden Fleece after a buffer does not sound great. Fuzz Face after a buffer. Uh, Waz and non-buffered fuzzes or things like that can sound really bad together or they just don't work. Um, but other than that, mm. you just, just just experiment. I feel like everyone there's, gets so caught up in, but, I have to do this, yeah, and yeah. they don't even try stuff. Well, I think there's a difference. I would say there's a difference between help me because my rig sounds like shit well, and I'm doing something wrong versus... I need to know ahead of time to get this right without experimenting because if people didn't try stuff, we wouldn't have any of this cool shit. Right. Oh yeah. Because all of it, or at least majority of it was an accident. Yeah. That's usually how things either, you know, you're experimenting with stuff and then something happens. You're like, Oh, I like this. You never know. And I would say that that, that's why there's really no, no, there should never be an order. And even when you say, well, don't do this because it might sound like shit, somebody might like that sound. Oh, yeah. And might be able to do something with it. And so to me, you know, that <laughs> to me, it's all about just plugging it in and seeing how it sounds like. And the, the, the less you know, probably the better. Yeah. That is an ignorance is bliss thing because, again, if you're sitting here and saying, help me. Zach, because something's wrong and it doesn't sound good. Right. That's the difference between I'm, I just need, I need to, and having a place to start isn't bad. Yeah. Like saying, I'm going to put a board together and I don't know how to do this. I don't sure. know where that goes. You starting somewhere, but after that, just have fun. Yeah. I mean, the I, people get really on their high horse about where compressors go. Yeah. You know, some people like them at the beginning of the chain or right well, this after also drives. applies to stuff needing to be in the effects loop or not. So, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, and then that sometimes that stuff sounds really good or whatever. It's like yeah. the same thing. You can just try it and see what sounds good to you. Yeah, I mean, like they're, they're, the only thing, I mean, I, I do think that sometimes, like I said, buffers and fuzzes uh, don't sound right. And like, you know, some people, yeah. they might like that. But, but if you bought the pedal, you want the pedal to sound right. like why you bought it. If you want it to function the way it's designed it's, it's to. It's designed to, yes. Um, completely agree. So, but, but ha- ha- just, yeah, have fun with it. Just try things. I think yeah. that that is the best way to go about it when you're when you're building a board. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I personally have never made one of those boards, like a vertex board or something, where everything's locked down. Yeah. 
um that terrifies me because yeah i i would i would i'd want to i'd change stuff too much too well, much let's do it this way you know so you never know yeah good stuff all right zach huh? what pickups work best with fuzz it doesn't matter Any no what's the best one though you gotta pick one doesn't they're all great they're all great. It doesn't matter. Like you, there, there are fuzzes that work better with certain kinds of pickups. Okay, I would say that. All right, but a pickup's just a pickup. Yeah. Right? So what? What? So go into that a little bit. Well, the only thing that I can think of that <clears throat> there's a common association that these don't work well together is fuzz faces and humbuckers. Yes. Because let's say the majority of people when they think of a fuzz, they're either thinking of a fuzz face, a big muff, mm. maybe a tone bender. But even that, if you ask the average person, what does a tone bender sound like? They'd be like, oh, it sounds like fuzz. Like, what is what kind of fuzz? Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Which, it was me going into all this, baby. Right. I was just like, fuzz is fuzz, you know? Yeah. But the reason that is is because fuzz faces have a huge input cap, so they have a lot of bass. And a humbucker inherently is a little more uh, bass. Well, not it, it has more low end coming through. Yes. Um. And so that can cause that pedal to sound blown out. And, and the higher output of the pickup can be a part of that. But the idea that, oh, I can only play strats with fuzzes is dumb. Like, you know, my, some of my favorite uh, fuzz sounds ever are David Gilmore uh, on Dark Side. Yep. He's got a blue fuzz face, which it may be silicon there were some germaniums that were blue there's a, the, the, that's a whole nother set of myths the whole like nother the, the color <laughs> yeah of the fuzz face yeah, yeah, and, yeah. The, and the transistor inside but uh on time and stuff and and um well i think time might have been the strat but on money he was using a fuzz face and that was some weird uh custom guitar because he had to get like to the 22nd fret for yeah. like this high b note okay yeah um and that had humbuckers Mm-hmm. And no one ever thought, oh man, that solo tone on money sounds bad. You know, <laughs> like, has anyone ever said that? I no, don't think so. Not even close. And a lot of the, the guys that I listen to, like Fu Manchu or a lot of the Queens of the Stone Age, is humbuckers with fuzzes. Yeah. And I like that sound. Like, for me, I like rhythm guitar playing on the neck pickup, dark, because if you're playing a certain way and there's certain type of riffs, it sounds good, right? Doesn't yeah. Matter. Doesn't matter. And and I think, I think the beauty of using something that is a little more high output lets you experiment a bit more with the interactiveness of a fuzz like a strat you roll back on a fuzz face um or a tone bender they clean up uh but it gets pretty immediate it just goes well it's clean now but a humbucker there's a few more shades in there because you're starting at Mm -hmm. such higher output yeah so i for me that's always where i i start and end is a humbucker guitar but a lot of people ask us do you test everything with every style pickup? And, and apart from like gold foils, we we have a Tele, we have a Strat, we have P90s, we have humbuckers, mm-hmm. we have really hot humbuckers. Yeah. Um, we try it all. We try everything. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Great answer, Zach. <laughs> Excellent. All right. All right. Let's go. Keep going. Ooh, here's a good one. What musical experience has had the most profound impact on you? Ah, uh, you go. <laughs> You, you go first. I, I, you know, I wanted to ask it because I had an answer. Yeah, you go. I have to think. So, you know, a musical experience. You know, there, there could be a lot of different ways to interpret that question. Like, you know, is that her, is that a live? Like, I would, seeing I, live I, music? I, I, I took it as live. Okay. But I think you know, 
if somebody like first time you heard eruption or something, yeah, like you could have, oh, yeah. have whatever. <laughs> That's my dad's answer. Shout out to pops. We'll get him on the show. But my, I think my answer would be when I saw Black Sabbath at Ozfest '99. Okay. And I saw what well, you was you hadn't heard me talk about this show. I don't before. think so. See, this is even new for Zach because I tell all <laughs> the same stories over and over again, like we all do. Saw Ozfest '99. Black Sabbath, you know, the full real deal Black Sabbath lineup in Mm -hmm. 99. And I remember standing there and I'm watching Tony Iommi and he's playing all the riffs, right? Every riff that you've ever wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. And I realized this is not a a new observation that this man invented all this shit. Like he literally invented, like there's songs that invented subgenres of metal Mm -hmm. just Children of the Grave or Symptom of the Universe. It's my favorite opening riff of all time. Those two songs are like, you know, I mean, going from, you know, yeah, going from, uh, you know, uh, all the stuff they did early on and then like stretching out to what he did. I mean, it's just insane to me. And I was standing there and I'm watching him play and I'm like, this is is the guy that wrote those riffs. Like thinking about like that there was one person that kind of like spawned all of this Mm -hmm. to me was just insane. And I remember thinking about that. And what it, the effect it had on me was the idea that, like, it's just a guy yeah. with a guitar, and he had no fingers, and, <laughs> and parts of his he, fingers. He had some. And he wrote all that stuff, and it's it, and so when I hold a guitar and I, I look at that fretboard, I, I think about it in a way where it's like, everybody that I've ever loved was staring at the exact same thing I am. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and I thought about that for the first time watching Tony, because I was like, that's the guy that actually wrote that. Yeah. Every single guitar player that's ever played any cool riff ever is playing something kind of associated with that guy. Right. And that's crazy to me, but it's like, but it kind of humanizes it because you're just, you're staring at a fretboard and you're like, like I, that's the same thing I'm looking at that he looked at. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool. That is cool. I, I like it. So I don't shout f- out to Tony. Yeah, man. What a what wow. a, what a machine! Yeah, uh, and he seems like a really sweet guy. All the yeah. interviews I've seen of him, um, I didn't, I don't think I've ever had a live experience that like fundamentally changed me. Um, there have definitely been some moments where I heard, like, where I I it, it changed. <laughs> uh, it changed. Not it, it didn't change my whole person, but maybe my. You just had a profound experience. I, did, I had yeah, I had some great moments like you yeah. know the, some of the times I got to see John Mayer and like when I when I saw Joey and the Bros Landreth for the first couple times that was a big deal yeah um and uh, things like that. But I know the 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 experience that changed me most as a musician okay was when I was I was probably sixteen. I I got my first guitar when I was fifteen. And I was on a wait list to take lessons from this local guitar teacher, Mr. Randy Googe, who is, uh, he lives in Knoxville now. Randy. Randy Googe. And uh, he, I always said he was like my guitar Yoda. Um, he could play anything. He was, uh, he could, he could sight read classical pieces, like just a monster of a guitar player, still is. And I was super discouraged because of my hand yeah. about not being able to do stuff. And he, he's like, you know Black Sabbath. And he told me about Tony Omi. And I was like, yeah. He said, well, have you ever heard of Django Reinhardt? I was like, no. no. And he he played some music and he said, go look this guy up. And when you're listening to it, tell yourself, this guy only played with two fingers. And I was like, what? 
and you know being a kid and that honestly made cuz i was i was pretty defeated cuz like yeah. i couldn't do i mean i still i can't play bar chords i have to play with my whole hand wrapped around and yeah. even then it's like bar chords are or just those sort of chords for me are very hard i can't play like three note per scale like like even though i want to learn all these metallica riffs and stuff yeah. i fit, there's some things i'm physically not going to be able to do cuz i don't have the the dexterity and yeah. reach but uh, learning about Django definitely made me go, okay, he can do that. I'm going to be able to do something. And mm. that was a big moment. And Randy encouraged me to give really good bending and vibrato. And he's like, just use your ears. You have good ears. So pay attention to how things are in tune. And like, that was a big deal for me. So that was, yeah. that was probably my biggest aha moment yeah. um, early on that. So, so to all the kids out there, less fingers. Yeah, is the key. <laughs> Randy said they would get they would get really drunk. He and all his guitar buddies in college, and they would tape their their middle and their pinky fingers together. Yeah, and they weren't allowed to use them, and they would have to like play all the songs they knew just with their pointer and, and middle finger. Um, which sounds like a fun challenge. I don't know what the drunk part anymore, but but yeah, taping yeah. your fingers and trying. I gotta get up early. <laughs> right. So no drunk part. Well, there you go. Good yeah. one. All right, let's ask another one here. All right, here's from my guy Thurman. Oh, yeah. Here's a good question. Five albums you consider perfect. Perfect? Yeah. What does that mean? Five? <laughs> <laughs> like, how long do we have? So I, 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 I wanted to ask this question because I, I find this really interesting, the way I think about albums. I wanted you, I'm going to toss it at you. Like, I like every song on every album that I like. Mm, like, okay. and I know that like there's like a big thing in music circles where they're like, oh, this album has no skips. I hear that a lot. No skips. No skips. Right. There's a podcast that's called No Skips. Oh, okay. About music, and the idea is like, oh, this album's so good. There's no skips. I'm like, who skips songs? Do people skip songs? I don't oh, skip yeah. anything. Sometimes I no. I have skipped songs. So when I hear that, I'm like, perfect is a is a relative term, right? Because you can say, what's your five favorite albums? Yeah. But it was that different than albums. Like, I know this album isn't perfect, but I love it. Right. But what yeah. does perfect mean? Because I think I answered this question on the Novo show once. Mm. Like, some, like what's the perfect record? I said Zeppelin 4. I, this got some skips for me. Whoa! You know, <laughs> Battle of Evermore? Uh, no, I mean, I I get I get tired um, Four sticks. with, with I, see, I like parts of them. Yeah. Uh, GoDaddy's calling me. They're they're calling about those URLs I want to buy. Right. I know you got a juicy one on <laughs> I got deck, a, bro. I got a good one. We got. We're um, gonna do some damage in the pedal world, baby. Um, but what the heck was I gonna say? Oh, but uh, no, I don't. I don't like every song on that record because, like, okay, so a good example. Of this would be like my favorite album of all time is probably the Black Album by Metallica. Uh -huh. I say probably because it, you know I go back and forth. I love Angel Dust by Faith No More. Uh -huh. That's you know, but. Uh, but I know that like Don't Tread on Me is like not a great song. Yeah. I know it's not. Oh. I know it's not great. And the second half of the record is is I love it and but you know, A Wolf and Man, some people can, you know, I like that one. What about Through the Never? Yeah, I like that. That's great. Da, 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 great. And then uh, My Friend of Misery and the God that Failed are certified bangers. Yeah. Great song. Struggle Within is awesome. But I know it's not perfect. I know it's not perfect. Well, it's just personal opinion, right? We're getting a lot of plosives with these. I know. Perfect. So, if, so if I so if five is a lot, that is a lot. Thurman, that's a whole show. Thurman, 
Okay. Well, so if can you, you rapid to, fire any? Can you, can, well, I just picked my five favorite albums of all time. Oh, okay. I mean, I uh, Weezer Blue album. Do you have a t- just a top five favorite albums? You no, can I don't have like a mental. It changes. It's like saying it's what's too- your favorite video game, or I mean, I have my favorite movies because it's. Are like, you hardcore on your five favorite movies? Well, pretty much. Right. I mean, it's definitely Ghostbusters is number one, and Empire, uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, and then I don't know. Maybe I don't know. The last two. See, are, mine, are in mine flux. would be number one, The French Connection. Uh-huh. Number two, Bloodsport. <laughs> number three, Last Action Hero. Number four, <laughs> the one you're making faces. Well, I mean, like I like that movie. Number four would be Rear Window. Uh huh. And then five is probably the this, original Rear Window. Yes, the okay. original Rear Window. And number five would be This Is Spinal Tap. Okay, would be, that would be my top five. But I don't really like it. Raiders. Raiders is great. Uh. And then mm, I don't know, but but, but albums uh, definitely Weezer Blue Album Weezer Blue Fantastic. Album. I mean, I, I kind of have to throw up Pinkerton too because I I love both those. I can listen to those. I yeah. think for what that style of music is, yeah, they're definitely in my top ten favorite records of sure. all time. Sure. Um, like I was, I I can't even honestly, I can't say all the ZZ Top stuff because there are some slow songs that I'm like skip. It's you know like even off like Trey Sombras. Yeah, because what's on Trace on is Blue Jean Blues on Trace Sombras? No, I don't think so. Uh, or the have you heard hot, hot Blue and Righteous? Is or maybe that, that one. That's and I kind of like those at all. Okay, okay, I like them. So, I like them because again, so my I'd say my if I had to pick my top five albums, it's it's Angel Dust, Faith No More, Black Album, Metallica, Kid A, Radiohead, mm-hmm. um, uh, Leviathan, Mastodon, mm-hmm. and then Rated R, Queens of the Stone Age. In some order, I would say those are my top five. Also, my top five favorite bands, too. <laughs> so okay. it makes it easy on everybody. So that would be my top yeah, five I, favorite. Man, band. that's so hard because even... It is hard. Because Leviathan is usually what I pick, but sometimes I like going with Crack the Sky because I love that record, too, and it's hard to choose. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely rated R, Queens of Stone Age, Songs for the Deaf, is probably has like higher highs, but there's 14 songs oh. on that record because I think Rated R is a little tighter, yeah. in my opinion. But Kid A definitely is my favorite Radiohead album. Um, and yeah. some I used to say Master of Puppets over the Black Album, but I've come to realize that that's bullshit. Mm. It's the Black Album. Ride the Lightning is my favorite Master. Yeah, uh, we know Metallica, that. but we know that. I, I don't. I don't know. No one ever talks about Faithful more. I think I'd have to write them all down. I'd have yeah. to like make a master list and then start. I wrote a I wrote a top ten like in two thousand six. It's been a long time. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah it's been what? It's been a long time. But would any new like I think Crack the Sky might be the only record that came out after that that I would put in there. I definitely yeah. have some albums that I, I'm, I'm got Spotify pulled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I've really enjoyed in the past couple of years. Yes. And even in the past year, there's a band called Harbor, H H A R B O U R. Yeah. And they just do like weird kind of like pop, rock stuff, but. It kind of reminds me of Weezer in a way, but not. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit more poppy, but I really like their the, their album uh, "To Chase My Dreams" or "Just Slide Down." <laughs> just is like it came out this year. Really love that band and that. Well, I love that album. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it's really perfect hard. records. Yeah, it's a tough. Yeah. Oh, Dark Side of the Moon. That's kind of perfect, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, Less songs, like I would say, "Purple Rain" or "Thriller." See, actually, Thriller has a couple stinkers on there, doesn't yeah, see, it? See, I don't. Yeah, you're right. 
That Paul McCartney song kind of sucks. I don't even I don't even know if I'll listen to Thriller all the way through. It's really good. I mean, it's funny because it's it's kind of backloaded. Like the good stuff is a little bit later on in the record. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, sorry, Thurman. That was a big question. That was a great question. That's a whole show. Yeah, that's a you know where you talk about all your favorite records and we argue whether or not this record's better. You know, it's fine. I like seeing that Weezer is that high on your list, though. I think that's it's a, the perfect records, like for what that music is, like the blue blue album never ever stops delighting me. No, ever. It's it's, it's twenty nine years old, and every time I listen to it, I'm delighted. Yeah, like, it's all just these like songs this are is really so. Good. What's the best song on that album? And why Not, is it in the garage? I love in the garage. In the garage is my favorite. That's my favorite. Song. That was that was. Uh, that's not that, just because of the 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 uber nerd name checks in that song, which is terrific. Yeah. All the X Men and oh, I love it. Um, so good. My my favorite. Um, uh, and he only mentions Ace and Ben Peter too, and not right. Paul and Gene, which is terrific. Just like that nails it so good. Yeah, so good. Well, he, yeah, it's everything's too because Kitty Pride and yeah. Nightcrawler. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Moving on. Moving on. All right. Here we go. Trying to, you know, get some. We, we can hear it. <laughs> what do you want Mythos to look like in five years? Uh, uh, like uh, Castle Grayskull. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, I was thinking more like the fort in Mask. Do you remember Mask? The, oh, oh, yeah. The action figures where it's mm-hmm. like the it's like a gas station. Mighty with like, power that can save the day. Yeah, where it's like a boulder on top that pops open. It's like a turret. That's like a gas station. Like that's the one I was thinking of. Okay, that's, yeah, that's cool. I, I mean, yeah, cool. Mask yeah. was rad. I th- love I, Mask. I remember the toys, and I know the theme song. There you go. But I think I was a little too young to watch because like, those shows were so like oh fly by night. That was the know? FCC. It was Reagan deregulating everything, and it was like, yes, you can target to children. Here yes. you go. All I remember is that there was a, a time where I don't remember which grade it was. It was like first or second grade. Where it was like I got like a very expensive mask toy as a reward for getting straight A's. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. The, the only th- I think it's so funny. Like looking back at all those shows is like. If they had not made all their guns lasers, yeah, those would be very violent cartoons. Yes, you know? it would be. Like, yeah, Joe. Yeah, like they're all they just all have machine guns, but they're shooting lasers, so it's yeah, okay. And it's, it's okay, like, wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> As we delve into pop culture, when we said we would, oh yeah, shoot, yeah, it's all right. Um, we won't lead with that what as was a the description. Question? What do you want oh, Mythos oh. to look like? I don't think they mean like head, just a headquarters. No, I but <laughs> so I, I when I heard that, I said so. All pedals are made by robots. All content is generated by AI. Yeah. And well, we just five years, sit yeah. on a pile of money. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, I mean, I think I just want to have, um, I mean, the thing that, that, that I think about the most is just having stability yeah. for all of us. Um, so I just want to be even more established, more part of the conversation, um, and have have a have a, s- a slightly bigger team building uh have a marketing department who could help me like i'm the marketing department y- yeah like, what do you think Matthew? Like, uh, uh, um and, and then i'm i'm trying to take on more of a role like like josh scott just um in our our mythos style you're the mascot uh, yeah yeah you're the mascot <laughs> yeah but um but yeah i don't know i mean i want to see the product line grow I'd like to eventually have, uh, I mean, you guys know I want guitars and want amps and 
all those things. I'd like some of that stuff, but five years is not that far away, really. No, so, it's not. Uh, you know what I would like? I mean, honestly, yeah, I, I would like a building. I would like to own or buy our own space. Yeah, like we get an old church or something, and we there's turn an it old into, when we went to guitars yeah. to be played. There was an old church yeah. over there. Did you see it? No, it had like a huge stained glass window, and it was just yeah. it was derelict. But yeah. it was big and I, it's probably pretty cheap. So, but I don't. I don't know if I want to. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to move the operation over there. That'd be a long haul for me driving. Yeah, because we got this place because it's pretty close to your house. Yeah, and I think I'd rather have something a little further out from, uh, like the suburbs and stuff. Mm. You know, so. So a, a giant palatial estate for, for Mythos. I mean, I'm fine with just a big metal building and like, yeah. you know, the backyard. Like buy an old house that's like the, the offices that yeah. turn into like studios. And then, and and office then build a, a big old. Just have a big shop. I like that. There you go. All right. Sorry. You can edit the pauses out as I decide which question I want to ask. No, nah, it's Next. all good. Oh, you can. All right, here you go. Somebody wants a controversial topic here. Mm. Who are the guitar heroes that you just don't connect with or enjoy listening to? Controversy, exclamation point. <laughs> um, I mean, Steve Vai, Joe Satriani. You're not a, a Weedly Weedly guitar hero, 80s guitar hero instrumental fan then? No, I mean, like, I, I think they're great. Um, I think they seem like they're incredible musicians. They, I, they're undoubtedly talented. Just nothing about that appeals to you. No, I'd, I'd I want a good song with a good vocalist, mm. and just like give me thirty seconds to a minute of of riffing, and then I'm I'm done. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. But uh, who else? And Slash doesn't really. I mean, I think he is is in the band context. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. He's he's doing a thing. It's a, um, I, it's a, for the guitar hero part. I think is interesting because I think there's a difference between, you know, the guitar part of it being like a hero, like the guys that you're talking about, like Steve Vai or Joe Satriani versus guys that are in bands that you're, you know, mm. I think that, that traditional sort of idea is an, is an interesting one because we're old enough to where that was like the thing. And yeah. then, and then now it's like kind of few, and, not few and far between, but I think it is a little bit different, Yeah, you know, than the heyday of that stuff. Yeah. I, uh, I don't really like Gary Moore's guitar playing, but I don't like his solo stuff. I like mm. him in Thin Lizzy. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm not. But a huge I would, fan I, but I would say that that's sort of my, my. I mean, I think Joe, Joe's an interesting one, Satriani, because I grew up listening to all that stuff with my dad. Yeah, I think he's very melodic, and I think a lot of the stuff that he does is really listenable because a lot of attention's paid to having a melodic song, you know, without vocals. But it's yeah. like you still can follow along. And then when he was in a band, it was Chickenfoot. Which I never got into. It's a great name. I never got yeah. in because that's like a super group, and it's like who sang in that? It was Sammy Hagar. Oh, that's right. It was Sammy and, and Mike Anthony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, Chad Smith. Chad Smith on drums. But that you think like that would be like the hidden weapon. It's sort of like you're going to take Satch and you're saying, "Here's this guitar player. We're going to put him in a band." Yeah. And then you get Satch in a band, and then it was like, okay. I see. That's the thing. Super it's groups like, are really tough. Yeah. Damn Yankees and uh, who else we got? <laughs> Uh, audio slave yeah um but i i think um like those sort of things and i on it to, to be fair i listened to surfing with the alien a long time ago yeah yeah um and i just i couldn't do it yeah. uh but I'm, i'll try and revisit it but i i get really bored with people trying to with, with people playing a melody on the guitar um 
like the, it should be like a vocal melody. Yeah. Because to me, it just gets really repetitive and boring. Um, so, but I'll try it again. I know yeah. I've listened to more Steve Vai, and I, I again, I think Steve yeah. is a remarkable human being. He seems like such an incredible person, and yeah. he, he is a remarkable talent. But yeah. I don't want to listen to that music. Yeah. Well, I would say you want controversy. My answer is Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And but he has songs at least. I and I think I like I like I went through a Stevie thing, uh-huh. right? Where I got Texas Flood and that was back in the day like when I was 18, 19, I was buying everything. I like right. Link Ray's greatest hits and you know, and and I and I don't dislike Stevie. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because of how much how you know, um, you know how much he gets uh, imitated over the years, mm. but like there's just something about it now which is like just not appealing to me at all. Uh-huh. But I also kind of fell out of Jimi Hendrix as well, right? Sure. Where like that wasn't really interesting to me anymore, and I kind of went away from a lot of that stuff. And you know, even somebody like you know maybe it is just like the classic Strat guys that have got me a little bit. Like I don't listen to much John Mayer either. Right. Um, all guys that I think are amazing players and tone wise in a lot of ways, you know, have set the standard. But it just for me, you know, I kind of just like you know I can't like Little Wing or Lenny or Yellow Ledbetter. Just I can't. It's not my thing. Like I, that to me is like not super interesting. But yeah. you know, but some of the stuff that like Frusciante does. I do dig it because I feel a little bit like like there's like a, just enough context there with the, what the Chili Peppers are doing that it works for me. Yeah, you know, still probably because Chili Peppers remind me of Devin, and so that makes me happy. <laughs> and the other stuff, but I would say like that kind of traditional classic kind of stratty stuff, you know, I've kind of like lost me. Mm-hmm. I'm like not really interested in listening to that stuff anymore. Yeah, I I do get. I think with any of that, same with like like what I was saying with Led Zeppelin, I get a little bit of fatigue. Like I'll go through moments where I'll listen. To, oh, easy there, champ. Sorry, I'm two fifty. Um, I'll go through moments where I listen to a lot of uh, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't really listened to Stevie in a long time. Yeah. But it's definitely like we listen to this for about fifteen minutes and then let's let's mix like, it up. We're let's good. Put it on like we're else. good. Yeah, um, it's like it's nothing bad. I don't have any problem with it. And you know, there's nothing about it where I listen to it and go like, oh. It's yeah. just I'm not like that doesn't like that style doesn't like I don't go like yeah yeah wow anymore it just doesn't really have any sort of zip with me I feel that I, yeah. I think that's because the same thing is you know we went to the one of those guitar hangs in East Nashville and without naming names some people got up and played and like ripping players and doing great and then Corey Congilio got up I and was, he, yes, and yes. And we he, all said this to each other he's just he just plays a song and sings and then he takes a fiery solo and we're like damn that's what everyone should be doing yes and it was so it was, much more it was song song based it's songs so yeah. and i mean and it, to, to you know a lot of people's credit they are in bands that have songs but as far as just players go yeah some of those people i get a little I get a little bored with yeah so you yeah. know it's all good it's controversy people want to hear your opinions about everything that's, <laughs> that's how this works or sure they do yeah all right, well, here's another question that uh, kind of goes with the the what do you want Mythos to look like in five years? Uh-huh. How is the current space slash shop working out for you guys? I think... What do you think? I think it's okay. I think... Do you have it, any regrets? I, I kind of wish it was bigger. <laughs> Already? Well, you know what's funny is that I was kind of thinking about that myself because we finally kind of 
you know, we had a lot of space back in the warehouse, mm -hmm. and we just recently kind of revamped a little bit to kind of use more space, and now it's like, wow, okay, that, that's it. Well, we can go and up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had that idea. We just, like, we build, like, you know, you have to, like, climb the pole or... Well, no, I meant just, like, get, like... Yeah. Pallet racks. Oh, <laughs> like you don't want to put benches like, no, like stack no. the benches yeah, like like they're bunk beds. Double decker benches. That is sick. Just drop in solder on the guy below you. <laughs> Whoever's a slower builder has to go down and like. Oh my god! Speed gosh. up. I mean, that's some sort of dystopian, you know, future movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like solder jockey. Solder jockey over there. Twenty twenty five. Yeah, George Miller direct that. It'd be good. All right, so. So you already think that we're a little small? Uh, like, I, how many more people could we hire before it's a little bit musty back there? I, I think we could we could tighten it up, and yeah. we could fit definitely get two or three builders back there if we. Mm. I don't I don't know if the benches are necessarily they don't have to be as big as they currently are. Yeah. Um, but storage wise, because we we just have like six foot shelves, but there's. I mean, how I don't know how tall the ceiling is, 20 feet? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so we'd have to go up. Yeah. So if we went up, um, it would be fine. Yeah. But we've already spent, I mean, bu buy-in shelving is expensive. expensive. Well, I still, I just want all that cool free Uline shit that we get for ordering <laughs> too much stuff. I can't believe I missed out on some gear because oh, you were yelling at me and I wasn't listening. You didn't, you didn't see the inflatable uh, Buffalo Bill nah, <laughs> mascot? I do want that. I actually that now I want my 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 San Antonio Spurs gear. Okay, because we got Big Vic. You'll uh, we'll we'll put it in here on the next podcast. You'll hear just a <laughs> as Matthew is inflating his mascot. Um, I, yeah, I think I think we we finally you you know sort of. Used up the rest of the space. Not used up, but we fill it up. We got some tables yeah. to work on, and it's it's great, but it's also like, oh, yeah. You can see how it could be full pretty fast. But having been to JHS, their space is not very big, mm. and literally every square foot of the floor is used. So um, that's something we could, yeah. we could do more I mean, of. if we had to turn the front space into a place where you're building stuff, we would do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and and that's that's a possibility, or that'll turn into our uh, our uh, retail space for this new URL we're buying. Uh, <laughs> what what was the hotpedaldads.com? <laughs> that's it. Get ready. Hotpedaldads.com. Uh, I think we have time for one more. That's it. Just it, one more question. This is fifty minutes. Oh my gosh! Well, I got to pick a good one. I had so many on here that I wanted to get to. All right, let's see here. Let do two quick ones. Two quick ones. Okay. Um, oh, here's one. It's this is not a quick one, but I wanted to ask it. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, when I went and saw Adam Savage, yeah, he was doing Q and A. He's like, keep it quick. And at the very end, he's like, okay, we have time for just a few more, so just get up there and we'll rapid fire. And the guy yeah. read off a freaking soliloquy off oh his my phone. Gosh. It was so it's embarrassing. Like, to be or not to be. <laughs> all right, all that. All, all okay. What is keeping Mythos in the overall analog world? Is it lack of interest in digital products, or simply a matter of not having the skill set? Ooh, uh, if the latter, uh, if it's latter, are you and the Mythos team looking to push into that world down the road? So, do you just suck at digital? Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, I have no idea how to do it. <laughs> That's why I like that question because I was like, um, yeah, and yeah. also, What's I don't. To you? 
I, I so don't. This is from our good friend Barnchart, so that's that's cool. <laughs> the, the usernames kill me. They're Love so funny. it. I was gonna read him, but it was like that'd take half the show if I was trying to pronounce whatever usernames oh, these yeah. are. It's, there's, there's you'll know that, I read your question. There's one that's Toehead, and I found that one. <laughs> I got that right here. <laughs> they asked about the chorus. Yeah, <laughs> Toehead. Yeah. Oh man, that sounds like an insult. So, yeah. My dad. So is it? Somebody. So I think the question really is: Are we not doing digital because you don't like it, or do you just don't know what you're doing? A little of both. Or a little but, of both. I mean, okay, my first big gripe with digital is, like, the chorus. To do the chorus mm -hmm. that we just did yeah. digitally would cost the same, uh -huh. and those chips are actually harder to get, and uh -huh. they, uh, like, a Bucket Brigade chip, it, it's not going to, like, be obsolete. I mean, well, it, I mean, it is, but you're not going to, like be faced with the fact that, oh, in six months, in a year, there's a better chip that's going to sound better and do more stuff and be more affordable, you know? Which is what happens in the digital world constantly. Right. So part of it is is that, and part of it is I think that a lot of times the digital stuff, unless you are people who do that, yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to like throw any shade, but I think a lot of the people just making simple digital pedals in, in the quote-unquote boutique, the small pedal industry world, mm -hmm. um, they, they don't they don't sound that great. I mean, they, they definitely, digital pedals have a sound, mm. and I can hear it. And once you hear it, you can't unhear it. And <clears throat> there's just something about those things. Using the FV1 chip, which a lot of people use, um, it's probably the most common digital chip now. Mm -hmm. It can do, like, everything. Um, most of the time when you see, like, a pedal line where there's, you know, tremolo, chorus, modulation, they're all in similar formats. It's probably that chipset. Um, I don't think it sounds that great and is expensive. And you have to develop something solely for that. And you're faced <laughs> with the fact that it's going to go away and be replaced. So you'll have to rework your existing product. Mm. So I the, did not know that. Yeah, I mean, those are some of the things. I mean, the FE1 is going to be around, I'm sure, for a while. But the big brother to that chip sounds remarkably better but it's also really expensive and guess what it's really big so you have to like i don't know i i don't like digital stuff um there's nothing in my brain there's yeah. no effect in my head for the most part that i go i really want to create that um and it's not something that can be done via analog there you go so cool yeah all right last question Promise is the last question. Okay. Skittles or M&M's? Oh. Skittles have been banned in certain countries because they don't consider them actual food. <laughs> so definitely Skittles. No. Yeah. M&M's. Skittles give me a stomachache. And really? I, I love them, but they're also, it's like, it's. I can't eat. I used to eat the so king bad. size pack of Skittles like when I was 15 in like, like, like five minutes. Just get impacted. <laughs> I just was like, just wolf them down, and then like basically you have like craters in the inside of your mouth because yeah. of how the citric acid. Oh, it just kills you. Yeah, no, I I I like M Ms. Yeah. yeah. All right, one more question. Just okay. to, I forgot I had to ask this one. I would like to know if you would like to know if pedals even. If pedals even. That was the question. I'm. Yeah. They do. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to say sure. I don't know. Is that like a young person speak? <laughs> that... I would like, it's what it said. I would like to know 
if you would like to know if pedals even. Now, the person could have... Is like, that a person, if pedals even? I don't know. I think either this person... <laughs> hey, if pedals even, can you come over here, please? I think this person either forgot to finish this, <laughs> or if this is a bit, I don't know. But I love I, answering mis misspelled things and stuff on yeah. the AMA Friday. Yeah. Because people, you know that they're like, damn it, I didn't mean for but that to go through. That's what it says here. I would like to know if you would like to know if pedals even... There you go. <laughs> That's the. I would say yes. Okay. I would like to know. Are you finding this question somewhere? No, I was. I was looking to see if there's any other really good ones. Oh yeah, if you want to look here, you want to read this? Uh, no, I, I got want... one from. I got. Oh, one, okay. I got one on Vince Instagram. This will be the last one. Okay. Oh. This is bad. It's like. Why is it bad? Because it's like it's just like playing a game. So I just want one more minute, one more level, one more. You know. The, I know that you're adamant about the show being under an hour. But, you know, you got to give the people what they want. That's true. They love it. J-Roy asks, what's in our what's in your fly rig? Ooh. Uh, Ain't nobody calling me for no. a fly gig, bro. Two but guitars, a small board, and a single amp. I guess he's just saying, what yes. would be your fly rig? Okay. Um, so what is it? Two guitars. Two guitars? You're going to fly? You're going to fly with two guitars? Jeez, man. I'd say, like, I would like to keep that to one guitar if I can. Wouldn't I want to keep that to one guitar? Oh, yeah. So I would just take my PRS special because uh-huh. you got you got humbuckers, you got split coils that sound all. good, you got a trim, you can do everything with that guitar. You be top, yeah, it look cool. It looks fucking sweet. <laughs> PRS. Um, <laughs> what is a small board? Yeah, and an amp. Yeah, See, but what, you're not flying with an amp. I would hope they would provide something for yeah, you. Yeah, your backline. Just give me a twin, and I'll bring those. <laughs> Give me a twin and crank, put it on 10. Yeah, yeah Twin, on, Collins twin on 10, baby. Let's go. This man cometh. Right. <laughs> uh, what, what, what pedals would you bring? Uh, I, I know would, what I would do. I would take a, I would take a, I would bring a Mjolnir, uh, a Flint, and an Oracle, mm-hmm. and whatever fuzz I was feeling that day. Okay. That's pretty good. If I had a legit yeah. fly, if I had to fly to a gig, yes, like a gig gig, I would take... R9. Take an R9. Mm, oh? I'd, I'd probably take that guitar I can't talk about. Oh, shit. <laughs> now you're being provocative. Yeah. I have a I Les really, Paul. I really love that guitar. I have a Les Paul that of I Of dubious I origin? <laughs> well, I, it, it, I, I've been asked not to share images of it. Um, uh, I would take that and I'd take the HX Stomp. Oh, okay. All right. And I'd put it all in a gig bag. Well, HX no, put a good. In, that's a good answer. I'd put, I'd put the guitar in a, in my Colton case and just yeah. I'd probably have to gate check it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, just HX. If you took an amp, backpack. though, like I know a fly gig, I know I, I know the purpose of this question is to, you know, yeah. like you only take one amp. You see Bloomfield? Bloomfield? Oh, if I if I was yeah. going to drive to my fly gig? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd take the Bloomfield. Yeah. Uh, and Because it, it, even though it's... It like it's a combo, yeah. But I would argue that it's not all that. I mean, it's portable if you're strong. But that thing is heavy. I moved yeah. it up and down my steps a few times at my like, house. This is dumb. And I felt veins twitching in my face, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, I have high blood pressure and shouldn't move this. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, yeah. I'm I'm searching for that amp because I love my Carmen. Yeah. And I love my my Nathan Junior. But I don't necessarily think that that's I want I want gain on hand. Yeah. For me. So still, still working that out. I've always said if I had, if I had Maybe a but celebration in the streets when I finally buy something, just be riffing. <laughs> uh, I've always said if I had a gig, I would, I would just take the HX Stomp. Like if I had a real gig, 
Yeah. Just because I would just set everything's right up. there. I would just set. I it mean, up. I do love your presets on there. So yeah, and I do love easy. the one I made, which I call Meat Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrific oh geez all right well no more questions that's it yeah. we already teased a couple things through the questions so we got that out uh-huh. i we always talk about in. we're always talking about what we're buying and what we're selling nobody wants to hear about that anymore no. you know so that we're out that's I it guess. i don't know just be sure to to like subscribe rate us yeah. uh thumbs up us uh yeah. uh we're gonna be more consistent posting these on YouTube. It's all down on me sometimes to get those things done, and I try and I forget. I'm also also want to post more on the Instagram for this, and I'm trying to think of what other stuff that people would want to see from us uh-huh. on the Instagram. Yeah, so leave us a send us an Instagram message. Matthew About, loves uh, checking these. Uh, do I? <laughs> <laughs> you can always send Mythos one because I you, do check. Them. I okay. No, I mean, I mean, like you have have said. Have you said publicly that you never? Like, like you, you don't I, check messages on Instagram? Here's the deal. All right. You can get me in trouble, man. No. So back in the day when we were, I was running the Novo Instagram, the amount of messages on there was just oh, crushing. I can't imagine. And I tried my best to keep up with it, but sometimes I went into my hidey hole and I, you know, was like, y- y'all need to find another way to talk to us because it's just, it's crazy yeah. how many messages were coming in. And it's like Instagram's messaging thing with like, the tears of like it's so confusing can't find you can't find anything you're like you clicked on something and you didn't and then i tried to like do the like the the automated messaging and it like didn't work because it would like it was just like it would send that like you would answer a question and then the person would do a follow-up and then would automate a message to that person and i'm like i already talked to them mm-hmm. you don't need to say please email us because oh, yeah. i'm crushed with the uh, overwork and i'm tired and i don't know how to do this anymore right so I'm on top of it. I'm I'm checking the pedal pushers one. Oh, okay, I didn't know if you were. I on have that. been checking it. Okay, and send I'll Matthew be, a message. You could send me a message on my personal. I'm fine. You know, that's you can send me one there, but not mine. Not Zach's personal. No, mine. Do you my, have a personal Instagram? Mm-hmm. I haven't posted in like two years. It's you, private. You you post enough on personal stuff on the Mythos one. That's no? the point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't need two. No, it's private. Yeah. I, I've told Morgan to make hers private because there was a time where I would like tag her a lot, and then she started getting a lot of like interesting follows it's like <laughs> well you know you're like a little bit like yeah exactly my wife does nothing on instagram so like she she is on instagram and follows like art stuff that she wants to so i can, send you does she send you reels okay. yeah yeah it's funny how like you don't post anything but you find the the, the algorithm knows you Algor- algorithm <laughs> knows what algorithm. you like yeah i'll have to tell that story one day why i call it an algorithm algorithm so yeah yes so I will look at your messages, man. Yes. Don't okay. give me in trouble. <laughs> All right? All right. Okay. Let's get out. Bye. Bye.